Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fairy Legends of Brittany. We are now on the Udic. Dark and gloomy are many of the Breton legends of evil things, gloomy as the depths of the forests in which doubtless many of them were conceived. Most folk tales are tinged with melancholy, and it is rarely in Breton story that we discover a vein of the joyous. Among the peaks of Montagnes d'Arre lies a vast and dismal peat bog known as the Yi Un, which has long been regarded by the Breton folk as a portal to the infernal regions. This Daijin locality has brought forth many legends. The Demon Dog. It is, indeed, a remarkable territory. In summer, it seems a vast moor carpeted by glowing purple heather, which one can transverse up to a certain point. But woe betide him who would advance further, for surrounded by what seems solid ground lies a treacherous quagmire, declared by the people of the neighbourhood to be unfathomable. This part of the bog, whose victims have been many, is known as the Udic. As one leans over it, its waters may sometimes be seen to simmer and boil, and the peasants of the countryside devoutly believe that when this occurs, infernal forces are working beneath, madly revelling. And that is only the near presence of Saint Michael, whose mount is hard by, which restrains them from doing active harm to those who may have to cross the Yuan. Yi'un. Countless stories are afloat concerning this weird maelstrom of mud and bubbling water. At one time it was custom to hurl animals suspected of being evil spirits into its black depths. Malevolent fiends, it was thought where want to materialise in the form of great black dogs and unfortunate animals of this type, if they evinced such peculiarities as were likely to place them under suspicion, were taken forthwith to the eunuch by a member of the enlightened priesthood of the district and were cast into its seething depths with all the ceremonies suitable to such an occasion. A story, typical of those, told about the place is that one of Job Andres, who seems to have acted as Saxton and assisted the parish priest in the dealings with the supernatural. Along with the priest, Job repaired one evening after sunset to the gloomy waters of the Udic, dragging behind him a large black dog of the species most likely to excite distrust in the priestly mind. The priest showed considerable anxiety, lest the animal should break loose. If he should get away, he said, nervously, both of us are lost. I will wager you he does not, replied Job, tying the cord by which the brute was led securely to his wrist. Forward then, said the priest, and he walked boldly in front, until he came to the foot of the mountain on the summit of which lies the Udic. The priest turned warningly to Job, 
You must be circumspect in this place, he said very gravely. Whatever you may hear, be sure not to turn your head. Your life in this world and your salvation in the next depend absolutely on this. You understand me? Yes, sir, I understand. A vast desolation surrounded them. So dark was the night that it seemed to envelop them like a velvet curtain. Beneath their feet they heard the hissing and moaning of the bog, awaiting its prey like a restless and voracious wild beast. Through the dense blackness they could see the iridescent waters writhing and gleaming below. Surely, said Job, half to himself, this must be the gateway to hell. At that word, the dog uttered a frightful howl, as such an howl as froze Job's blood in his veins. It tugged and strained at the cord, which held it with the strength of a demon, striving to turn on Job and rend him. Hold on, cried the priest in mortal terror. Keeping at a safe distance, however, hold on, I entreat you, or else we are undone. Job held on to the demon dog with all his strength. Indeed, it was necessary to exert every thew and sinew that the animal were to be prevented from tearing him to pieces. His howls were sufficient to strike terror to the stoutest heart. Ayu, ayu, which yelled again and again, but Job held on desperately. Although the cord cut his hands and blood ran from his scarified palms, inch by inch he dragged the brute toward the Udic. The creature, in a last desperate effort, turned and was about to spring on him open-mouthed, when all at once the priest, darting forward, threw his cloak over its head. It uttered a shriek which sounded, though, the night, like the cry of a lost soul through the night. That's what it sounded like. Quick, cried the priest, lie flat on the earth and put your face on the ground. Scarcely had the two men done so than a frightful tumult ensued. First, there was the sound of a body leaping into the morass. Then, such an uproar as could only proceed from the mouth of the infernal regions. Shrieks, cries, hissings, explosions followed in quick succession for upward of half an hour. Then gradually they died away, and the horrible stillness took their place. The two men rose trembling and unnerved, and slowly took their way through the darkness, groping and stumbling until they had left the awful vicinity of the Yi'un, right behind them. Well, that's an interesting story indeed, and I do have to say this, it is a um, folktale story, whether it is true or not, no one can know. But that poor dog, because I believe it was probably just a black dog, not a hellhound. But that poor dog. But anyway, so the legend goes that this is where the hellhounds would come from. From that bog, among other creatures. But the hellhounds would come from there and wreak havoc, I guess, on other animals by becoming astral and sort of possessing the animals and turning them evil 
So then they would throw the animals in there too. Poor animals, poor dog. That's what I say. Thank you for listening to this episode. When we come back, we're going to get into the world tales in Brittany. So when we come to world tales, it's well, it's going to be different, I suppose. There's going to be a lot of them, isn't there? I mean, Brittany has always been like that, full of tales, speculation. Still is today, I guess. But whether they are true or not, we cannot be 100% sure. But just because we don't think they are true does not mean they were not true. And yet, if we believe them so much, they may not be. Who knows? Like I say, folklore is folklore. Thank you for listening and many blessings.